0: talk about some monster magnet right there man can you guys hear me on the feed right there wall of fire does that sound clear on there yeah that's awesome well dude that song totally fires me up man. a lot of dope energy on a friday morning what's up mr people's advisor matt Francina, hey, joining man. us today i'm doing good and you know
1: what i don't ride a motorcycle but that song makes me feel like i should have no helmet on just cruising along highway with a harley between my legs
0: well said man i was trying to think about like what is it that uh it would I guess, correlate to the best with visionaries, and I think riding a bike is a pretty good one. Yeah, that's that's why I fell the hair out, just like cruising. I well, man, it. I'm pretty excited to actually uh, introduce to you our guest who's in the studio at the All Mindset in Orange County today. We're actually going to ask him what visionaries he gets uh, from from that track. This is his, his fired-up track or music. This gentleman is a uh, previous film director turned marketing mogul, man. I'm talking about, like, I I met this man, and we'll go into details of how I know him and our background and our history, but I met this guy earlier this year in January, and from the time I've connected with him and collaborated and just witnessed what his impact and influence is, I have yet to see someone else with his talent do what he does at the pace that he does it at, and we'll talk about it in more detail. So, without delay, my man, Mr. Jason Graniman, a.k.a. Chivo, What's up, brother? Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks, thanks for inviting me out. It's uh, it's very exciting to be here with you guys. Awesome, man. Side with you. I've watched you from the other side all this time, and to be on this side is very yeah. What
1: this is our uh, you you and me at least our third I think encounter together and like this. So we had what, all in one year. So almost every season we've seen each other.
2: Yeah, so we're gonna have to keep this up seasonally, I guess. Yeah,
1: definitely. You got agent twenty twenty one. We met. Then Disrupt Tour, you were back out yep, here, and then so. Now. Yeah. And uh, that's awesome. So what th- this song, I'm curious, you, you were, like, really connected to this when you said, this is my song, everybody knows me for this. Like, what does it mean to you? Does it have a special meaning, or it just yeah. fires you up?
2: Yeah, no. So i followed this band since I was 15, 16 years old, and um, when I heard their uh, songs back then by them, it just, it hit me right right in the heart, like. They were my music, and so I could finally, at an early age, identify with a band that, that really could sing my life in their songs. Right, right. Um, you know, this song's uh, about 10 years old, and um, I've, w- I've worked with the band. I've, I've been out to see their concerts many times. You know, I was fortunate enough to actually be able to work with them, which was very unexpected, to work with your childhood idol band. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, in fact, they just had a concert uh, a few weeks ago, that, uh, locally I was able to attend to. So great, great band, that song. Um, if you listen to that song, if you want to get to know me as, personally and get past anything that you may have, uh, you know, tr- attempted to label me I and, mean, you know, we all label people and judge right. that song will define exactly who I am. So.
1: Wow. That's pretty cool. I don't think a lot of people have a song like that, that they can do. So that's cool that you got I that.
2: ask everybody, um, When I meet them and I want to get to know them, I ask them, what is your song that, the one song that you can say is you, so I can listen to your song and know that, um, and get to know you in three minutes without you saying a word. And it surprised me a lot of people don't have a particular song, uh, but I think it's important to identify with it. A lot of people say, oh, I have so many songs I like. It's not the song that you like, it's the song that defines who you are. You know, and this is gonna sound a little dark, but I have this song and I have another song. It's my death song that I want played at my funeral, as I leave, that will sum up my vision of my life. And I already have that picked out. And I think it's important because it helps you reflect, amazing. you know, on your life from a, a much higher altitude as you go through your life. Mm-hmm. Because so many people make decisions on very narrow visions, and that's when they get in trouble, and that's when they don't see their own potential. So having songs and things, and when you have that kind of song, and you play it, it changes your mood instantly. It's It has to do with psychology and biology. You can't prevent music from changing or enhancing your mood both negatively and positively so you know choosing your environment music can help you change your environment quickly and easily and that's why I use music a lot to help me you know keep my, my mindset and my mind sight right
0: that's cool man mindset mind sight right man I like yeah. that so, so Jason if you said so many great things um, a couple questions one is how do you end up collaborating with you know this this mega band that's you know, one of your childhood, I guess, favorites, or you said childhood favorites. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was fifteen. You know. When I so, so how do you band. end up? How do you
0: end up collaborating with them or, or, or working with these guys? I mean, in the music business.
2: So I was in the uh, film and music industries uh, in my early twenties, mid twenties, and um, I was running an audio engineering company with a very dear friend of mine. He still runs the company today. I have, I have nothing to do with the company. He's very successful, and it just so happened that Monster Magnet. Um, the director that was shooting the music video contacted us to do the audio engineering for the video. That's and, cool. you know, my partner knew I was a, a big, nutty fan of theirs, and he says, you know, Chivo, you have to go out on this job because, my God, it's your band, so... That's awesome. Yeah, so, of course, you know, I had to work with them on that, and then we did a follow-up music video a few years later um, on another album. And, wow. um And I just actually, Dave Windorf, the singer of the band, I caught up with him at the concert. That's the cool, family,
1: man. Yeah. So. You know, when right. it comes to, like, your buddy sharing with you, like, this whole thing, I think that what's so important to catch there is had you not been vocal mm-hmm. out loud about what it was you're right. passionate about, there's a lot of people who have things that are near and dear to their heart that they just keep inside. Yeah,
2: very much and so. And, you know, that,
1: that old saying, like, the quiet mouth doesn't get fed type of thing. Oh, yeah. Even though that's not, like, <clears throat> fed, like, income or food or those things. It was sure. It was feeding your... Your soul, your soul or what you need, you know, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, so it's like that, that's something that I think an extroverted person might naturally happen more for those introverts that are listening, something you're real passionate about. You should share it with people. Right. The likelihood of you getting a connection to it is much higher.
2: But, and there's, you know, there is a yin and yang of extroverts versus introverts. And if you ask me personally, I'm, I'm naturally an introvert. Uh, I don't need or really desire to be the center of attention in a room. Um, I'm more interested in other people, so I'm a better listener, Uh, and I study that. I want to get to know people, and so I listen well, and that, for me, makes me more of an introvert by definition, but the extroverts aren't always sharing what's inside. That's true. A lot of that can be trying to give people what they think they want to hear, and so Mm -hmm. you're still not getting to know them, but you ask an introvert, and you get deep inside an introvert, they're not going to cover anything up. You're, right, you're, you're right. going to get it, That's right, as right. is, like it or not.
0: So Chivo, yeah. educate me on the name, wh- Where where's the roots of that, how did it start, what does it mean?
2: So, it means goat in Spanish. Um, I've had a goatee on my chin uh, since I could produce hair on my chin, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I grew up, uh, my my best friend is Peruvian, um, we grew up in the same neighborhood together, and it was like my second family, um, and his name's Rico, and... Um, you know, I was in an industry where, you know, I was in the club scene and everything and you had to have a nickname and he pegged me with Chivo and I had a much longer goatee. I've I've had everything you could imagine. And, um, since he called me Chivo, everybody started calling me Chivo and, and it stuck. And so there's people even in the film industry that wouldn't be able to tell you my real name. They just only know me as Chivo. The call sheets say Chivo. It's just, that's just, that's
0: dope, man. So, Chivo, aka goat. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that. So, do you speak Spanish?
2: Actually, I, I do speak a little bit. I used to speak a lot more around when I was around that culture more. Um, and I don't really get an opportunity anymore to speak it as much as I used to. I see that.
0: And uh, Peru, you're, you're a good friend's Peruvian. Yes. Yeah. So, are yeah. uh, you a fan of Peruvian food? Lomo I Saltado. Am I was the hotter spin. the better. It's my favorite the dish Hotter <laughs> the better. <laughs> this guy loves that. Yeah? I love it's that. It's been <laughs> a while since we've had, had some Lomo Salto. Saltado. Yeah, I might have to do that today. It's, it's some please. of the
2: hottest, spiciest food I've ever Is had, Peruvian food. Very very good. Awesome man. Yeah.
0: So you're a film director. Um, you did uh, you know AV music work, mm-hmm. and you've transitioned to this. Uh, in my opinion, like a marketing genius. Uh, whether you're famous or not, I see and learn a lot from your strategy and and how you've created what you've done. Thank you. Um, how does that get introduced to your journey or your path from going from like complete different sides of the spectrum? I
2: mean. So I do use. I reach into what I learned in the film industry, and I have film hi- history in my family as well, so it's a natural attraction to me. But So I reach into how, how you tell a story, and film directing, whether you're big-timer or, or just a student film director or somewhere on the scale, your goal, you're trying to figure out how to tell a story. You know, You can have a script. Script could be bland, it could be extremely well written. Either way, but you are the one transferring that, taking that story, being able to tell it. So just like you would sit around the campfire and your, you know, uncle is telling you a story from the past, how he tells that story determines whether or not you're interested, right? Whether he holds your, your interest and whether you remember the story. And so when you watch a movie, it, you judge the movie based on how well they can tell the story. Special effects don't don't mean anything. Everything else is secondary. It's just how the story's told. And that's why you can watch a lot of independent films that have very low budgets, and you walk away feeling that movie, like, that's a great movie. The budget was 20 grand. They shot it on a shoestring. Right. But you still walk away being moved. Mm -hmm. They told the story well. And so it doesn't matter how much money or how much fancy equipment or anything you have. You got an iPhone. You can tell a great story right there if you can deliver the story. So I use those things that I've learned and paid attention to in social media and marketing because nobody cares what you can do if you can't tell the story well enough for them to be interested right
1: so when it comes to storytelling on let's say social media stuff right is it more important to look at how you tell the story inside of the 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 post or the video that goes or are you looking at the grand story like if I know that you know my vision is to impact this group of people Mm -hmm. if you were to follow me over the course of a year you're gonna get that where I have trouble sometimes is you know breaking the story down into the micro and like in that piece being how important is that versus like the big picture so
2: that's that's really great that you bring that up because I think that is the first misleading piece of social media. Social media is just, it can be your own network, right? It's your own station. You can do whatever you want. I think people focus on the micro too much. Uh, how do I get all this, how do I puke all this information into that one minute on Instagram? Well, they forget, and it's exactly what you said. It's, it's that whole thing. The story is you, and, we, and, every, and that's why they're called followers, Because they're following you because your story, in theory, should never end. Well said. So what do you want to get across today? You got a minute on Instagram, uh, even YouTube. YouTube, you've got maybe 10 seconds to get somebody interested, Mm -hmm. you know. So how are you going to open up that piece, that part of the story today? Or if you're posting frequently during the day, then how do you open that up? Every time. And I teach people, um, my own theory on this is um, I tell people not to be a Stuart. And where I get that from, and if your name is Stuart, well, I can't help that. But <laughs> um, if you remember a TV show back in the 90s called uh, Mad TV, yeah. you know, um, hilarious show. There was a character, uh, Michael McDonald played, called, and it was Stewart, and he played this little kid. And the one part that he did, and the crowd would go wild when he did it, was... Look what I could do. And he would do some dumb move or something to get your attention for two reasons. If you, look at, if you, if you go in and watch some, some clips of Stuart, uh, he's trying to get your attention on him, but it's already on him. He's usually getting in trouble for something, right? Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get your attention on him, but off of the subject. So he's trying to redirect you. And in social media, that's what's Similar. going on. Very simplified example. You're in social media land. Well, everybody is. So you're trying to get attention off of everybody, on you for a minute, and they land on your post, whatever. So you, the attention's on you already, and now you're saying, "Well, look what I can do." Right. And the bottom line is, nobody cares what you can do. But I think it sounds more like, "Look what I do." Yeah, right. look what I do. Look what I do. <laughs> and he does that, and everybody <laughs>, laughs. But if you if if you start looking at posts from that perspective and mm-hmm. start looking at it, it's. Um, Look, I'm at this fancy dinner, and I'm talking business, not personal, you know, not kids and all that stuff, but if you're in this for business, and this, this is your own personal broadcast and your own personal advertisement about what you're providing because you're trying to earn an income, then it's not about what you can do. Nobody cares. I don't care what industry you're in, 9,000 other people already do it, or more. So, what can I do for you? And that's the message that's often lost. What is it I can provide for you? What benefit is it? Because anybody stopping and considering a business on a business advertisement, that's all social media is is advertising. If they're stopping on your post and even considering you, they're waiting for the moment that you can identify with them and their needs. And now you can't see them face-to-face. So it's really important to understand that the 100,000 people that may swipe by your post probably won't need you. You're looking for the people, the 10 people, that really, really need the benefit that you provide. So instead of worrying about the macro on the audience and the micro on the message, you should be more concerned with the macro of the message being consistent.
0: But micro you're, hunting, on the you're
2: looking for the micro audience. Well said, man. I yeah. like that. And, and people worry about likes and how much, you know... They they look at all these analytics, right? How many people am I reaching? I don't care how many people I reach. And you got some pretty
0: good analytics, though, man. I mean, super humble about it. So many things I want to cover. One is you got the signature uh, look about yourself, man. You got the hat. You got the the sunglasses. Um, That's actually how I identified you in the masses at Agent 2021 earlier. That's where we met. Uh, Met you at Hard Rock Stadium. The people's advisor was out there. And through the corner of my eye, I see, you know, you. And we had connected on social media before that event to Florida. And before I actually came by to say hi to you and, and meet you in person, I looked over at Matt and I said, bro, I think that's that's the guy, Jason, that connected through social media based totally. from Orange County. And that hat and glasses, uh, I, I correlate that to you. so." When when was it, you know, the, the strategy, the style, the fashion that you said, hey, I'm going to rock this and this is me? And I'll
1: tell you, I was concerned at first. I was like, how do you recognize this guy? Because right. I didn't know the signature look. right So I'm like, why did have you paid so much attention to this person, <laughs> well, right? Well, I'll tell you, he's the but, only
0: guy on, on LinkedIn or um, I should say LinkedIn. I was going to say most social media platforms, but at least on LinkedIn, you're the only guy that rocks the sunglasses tilted and with the hat. I mean, of everyone's photo. Everyone's in a suit and tie or, or you know, more uh, you definitely still look professional, but I was gonna say a traditional attire. Right. So um But we were we were up in
1: the box and like we just <laughs> finished talking to Andy
0: Busell and he goes, Look at that guy on the field. That's the <laughs> that's I was like I was
1: like how do you I start? said that's
0: the sales monster.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right, so yeah. when, when did yeah. that come in play? You're like Um, so you know, being bald and finally giving in and shaving it all off, um, I started to wear hats and I've never been a ball cap guy. note I don't really follow sports so um, but I liked these hats I'm kind of a nostalgic individual and this is the old paperboy hat and you would see it more commonly you know 50 years ago well that's kind of my era and so it fit my personality so instead of looking at what's current or trendy or quote-unquote acceptable which I hate that word um, I went with what I liked and so I began wearing these hats when I really just got rid of my hair. Um, it helps regulate your temperature, <laughs> believe it or not. You guys still have a great head of hair, so, you know, maybe you'll never understand. But <laughs> for baldies, you know, your head gets cold, and um, those glasses are very special to me. Um, I wear them all the time. They're very unique. Those are also very old. They're they're literally from the 1960s. Wow. Um, and so that's just who i am and so i you know in a sea of suits right we're at an event like you said we we met at agent 2021 20, um you know everybody's dressed to a certain and and that's acceptable I, that that you know you should dress for the occasion and dress for the audience but then there's pieces of me that i can still reflect who i am and so i've always had the hat it's tilted to the right and for a reason it's not on crooked you know um <laughs> You ask my ex-wife she'd say it's still to the right because you think you're always kind of right but um the the hat and glasses are me um the rings on my fingers are me and these are pieces of me that i display all the time because it helps me feel good about myself um and i think it's very important in marketing that people should identify with themselves For who sure. they are and and wear that part of them always um if I took my hat and glasses off just to be like everybody else, I would have never met the two of you, ever. Because you would have never been able to identify me. And so my business cards, uh, it's the, you know, all the pictures of my profile pics, right? It's the same picture. Mm-hmm. It's in black and white. It's a headshot you know, people say, well, what'd you get a headshot with hat and glasses on? Because that's who I am. When I'm wearing my hat and glasses, that's who I am. On the outside, I'm reflecting my interpersonal, you know, feelings about myself, and so now, I don't look like everybody else with a suit and tie on. I can go anywhere, in any occasion, and if you see my picture enough, then you can make the connection immediately. Now, you take anybody else in any other industry that wears a suit and tie, and you can't you can't see them for the rest of them. It's the school of fish theory. You, you you can't follow just one fish. They all look the same. Truth. The shark comes through the water and you know exactly where that shark is all the time because there's only one in the water, right, around that school of fish. So That's cool, man. Breaking yourself apart being who you are and being able to wear that as often as possible. You know?
1: It comes down to the word that gets thrown around a lot, but it's not really Actually lived for what it's thrown around, but authenticity, yes. right? Like just being you and yeah. being who you are and yeah. being real. And like so many people want to use this word and throw it out, it's and you're like, I mean, like I can tell you from personal experiences. There's a lot of people on social media that when you get into like a much smaller setting, you're like, hmm, you're real. The way you carry yourself and live day to day is not what like I used to see before we got on the inner circle or whatever. So it's like there's these two personas, like right, like right. they're in a movie. And right. not, you know, and like anyway, so the authenticity thing is, is key.
2: I, yeah, absolutely no, people are wearing that word out and it's unfortunate. They're wearing that word out as much as they wear out the word entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. And, and vulnerable. vulnerable. Oh yeah. vulnerable. Everything's vulnerable. about value. Vulnerable. Yeah.
1: Value. There's there's a handful of words that like yeah. we just have to come up with vulnerable.
0: new vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. It's good to be vulnerable.
2: Well, that goes back to the <laughs> macro, right?
0: You're sounding vulnerable. But do I look vulnerable? <laughs> so just oh, just I need to get it, my more. I need, I need to come ask you, uh, American vulnerable. Sales Monster. A yeah. uh, very catchy name. Um, congratulations on the book. Awesome. I, awesome read. Thank Educate you. us on how or where the roots are for the American Sales Monster, what you want your, um, you know, the individuals who pick pick this piece up and read it, what they're going to take away from it.
2: So I can find, I, give me the busiest CEO. It doesn't matter who you are, um, there's some very successful CEOs. Okay. Um, But I can find more time in your day no matter who you are um, To get you more results and it doesn't matter who you are. I can find you more time so You may not want that time I mean you may prefer to leave right at five o'clock at the end of your day and go home That's fine. If that's what you want But you don't buy a book like American sales monster because you don't want more results so people that are looking to get more out of their results, especially commission salespeople, like, you know, I'm sure you're very familiar with what commission mm-hmm. sales is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is a book that's going to show you just how to stop kidding yourself and get more out of your day. To be more effective and it it's literally math it will get you more results more all the way down to the money and i and money i don't like talking about money itself because money is literally just a result of what you do right it's a result of the services you provide it's only it's it's and i talk about this in my book it's on the other side of the equal sign you should be concerned about what you're doing mathematically on this side of the equal sign and then it's a really good analogy. Your money shows up on the other side, and too many people try to bring that result over to this side, and that's why it never equals anything because mm-hmm. it's on the wrong side of the equation. Right, or they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do on this side while they're
1: trying to look over the yeah. other equal sign, right? So, like, you get distracted from what you really oh, should be doing.
2: completely. Do what you're supposed to do and then sit down and, and, and work through the equal sign and figure out, well, what did that equal? Right. What's the result of it? And then that's where you get a book like American Sales Monster to figure out, well, how, how do I grow the result? Well, you have to change the equation. And this book tells you exactly how to do that. And it's very simple stuff. I don't believe in anything should be complicated, and I talk a lot about that in my book. We make things very, very complicated as human beings. And so when you break apart the complexities of what we create that get in our right. way, and we all do it, so you have to be conscious of keeping things simple. Right. Well, this is also simple. And it's, you know, I'm not going to sit here and kid everybody and make you think this is some... Really big, complex, special idea. It's just because I work in a world of simplicity, and that way I can move through things faster. If you have a problem, you can move through the problem faster if you keep it very, very simple. And everything can, you know, when you have five people rush into your office and they've got a problem, well, what do you try to do? Weed out, mm-hmm. right? All the issues, all the unnecessary pieces of it to try to figure out, okay, well, what do we got to do to move forward? Right. or you're, you're taking a complex, you know, five people are making it complex. You're trying to, as a leader, bring it down to simplicities so that you can actually figure out what's the next move.
1: You know, a lot of the most successful people are real simplistic, and, like, an yeah. example is you do it through authenticity, wearing your hat and your rings and your things like that. But, like, um, Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. Zuckerberg, uh, I forget his name right now, who runs Snapchat. um yeah, and oh, a few of the like sharks on Shark Tank and people like that have talked about that. They wear the same thing all the time. Like Steve mm-hmm. Jobs only wore denim and black shirts, and um, I I think it was Zuckerberg. The article I read, but he said that it eliminates one of the decisions he has to make every day. Right. He and um, the Snapchat CEO was saying he only buys James Pierce V neck gray t shirts. He's got like fifty of them. That's all he wears. Shout out to James Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. So. But they all say that it's an elimination of one of the decisions they have to make in their day. It, it makes that
0: task of getting ready to go out more simplified. Right. So, so are you recommending we start just wearing the same clothes in 2019 every day? Not every person,
1: but like for instance, like I gave up all. Co- I, I only wear white or blue shirts with my suits. Only my closet only has those in them. So if I'm if I know I'm wearing a tie, I'm never trying to match it with plaid shirts or anything like right. that. Like I used to now. I came from like that world in design and that industry. So it used to be, I've gotten rid of that and I got a suit valet. So every night before I put out what I'm going to do, so in the morning when I get up, I just put it all on, get dressed and go. Because getting ready actually was a task. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to get socks and match this and that and you put too much stuff together. So I don't have a uniform like those guys, but I did read this article and I was like, how could I simplify that process to be less than what it is now for me? So it's not quite like those guys but it is less but oh, yeah I, you should just wear that jacket and polka dot shirt you got on every
0: that's day. that's the plan funny. for 2019 same gear any uh clothing outfits out there you want to sponsor someone with some good gear send it i'll wear it every day so uh jason um for 2019 um we were just talking about that what are what are some new year's resolutions that you've said or, or are you a new year's resolution kind of guy
2: um i'm not okay i'm really not um because why should you wait till the end of the year to make any changes or- That's why I asked,
0: I knew it. Yeah, These things go on all the
2: time. It's it's the same thing when you, uh, if I go back to the whole five person problem thing and then you're trying to simplify the problem, well, how come you're not looking at your career and doing it the same way or your personal life and doing that as well? We wait for problems to land in our lap and then we try to fix them. So if you're conscious of that, then why would I wait till the end of the year to reflect and say, oh, I'm gonna change this, that and the other. And keep in mind, the human brain can only handle so many changes. You can only take on so many, like, habitual changes, the way you actually change the way you do something, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, you know, if you you went from, you know, putting everything together in the morning like a fashionista on yourself, and then you decide, I'm going to simplify this, right? Well, how long did it take you before it just became a regular thing versus the struggle of, like, how do I become simplified in this task? I mean, there's a gap, you know, there's a learning curve to that. And so you can only do so many things to actually change the way you operate because to to call us creatures of habit is an old saying that really what it comes down to biologically is muscle memory. Because your brain is a muscle, it has the same habits as as the rest of your anatomy, and the way it functions is muscle memory. So to change the way your brain operates or thinks or analyzes things takes practice. It takes you the repetition of that. Just like if you're trying to work out and lift heavier weights, eventually your muscles have that built into their DNA. Well, your brain is the same thing, but we don't we usually you're work fine. on that last.
1: And those muscles, when you're working out, like the day or two after, they're sore. Yeah, they hurt. Right. So, like, it's mentally challenging exactly. to change a habit, exactly. and you're like, oh,
2: it's like it's hard. Exactly. So your brain's going through the same thing. And so when you start to give up on something that's mentally challenging, and you think, oh, it's too hard, well, it's you nailed it. It's going through the same thing your biceps went through. And you haven't worked out in nine weeks, and you think, oh, I'm, I'm going to go back to the gym. Well, your biceps are telling you this is extremely difficult. But because we care more about our physique than about how we're analyzing our career or our personal life, we work on the biceps and not, we the forget mind. to work on the mind.
0: Uh, tell me about SoCal Lifestyle TV. You're the executive producer. Yep. Congratulations. Thank awesome you. program. Um, and I see you everywhere. Covered all types of events. Um, I've seen you do the car events. I You know, you were at the Disrupt Tour with yep. the team. Um, you were at Agent 2021. So uh, tell me about, or tell our listeners about SoCal Lifestyle TV. What What's the the story or the mission, how that get originated? Awesome name. Tell us about that.
2: Um, So, looking at um, what I know how to do, which is um, production, uh, I decided that I wanted uh, a label that represented who I was and and where I'm from, and I was really surprised. I've never seen a SoCal Lifestyle TV channel station, um, but if you're asking me you know, about where, where all my activities take place. Aside from travel, I'm, I'm Southern California, and I'm a local, and I, I go out to these events, and I talk to people, I talk to entrepreneurs. So I enveloped a, a label for myself. And how you brand is important. So many people are doing what I'm doing with SoCal Lifestyle TV with themselves, and they don't realize it. So, SoCal Lifestyle TV represents me in a way where people will take me seriously from the get-go, you know. And when you represent yourself, you got to analyze what you're branding. Um, Present financial partners, right? How do you brand that? How do people take you seriously? There's a lot of thought that goes into that. So, for me, if I want to get in front of people and I want to talk to people, special people like yourselves are going someplace, then am I going to be just this single guy out here going, hey, hey, can I get an interview, you know? Or am I SoCal Lifestyle TV where not only am I SoCal Lifestyle TV, but I represent that in the way I, I present my content too. And so it gives you a professional look and a serious content exposure so that I can represent you properly, but I'm getting in return what I'm after, which is to meet people like yourselves so that I can learn from you. And I can expose my audience to people like yourselves, just like what you're doing here. All mindset, you know, that's your label that you're representing this content. So, again, how you present your content is very important. And that's what SoCal Lifestyle TV is.
0: Where where could we learn more about that, see it, pick up and check out some uh, episodes?
2: Uh, YouTube, which is SoCal Lifestyle TV. And um, I do have a Facebook business page for it. So Awesome, man. Yeah.
0: And then how many, I guess, volumes or pieces of work have you put up there already?
2: Um, it's growing. Um, I am the executive producer and the director (laughs) and the editor and the sound engineer. You do a great job then, by the way. So, it's all me, but I've comprised all of my equipment and my my system down to being able to operate with just me. And I have had other people come aboard and want to share the label with their content, and I'm totally fine with that. It's approvable content. Um, I've had them, and, and I've shared that label with them so they can go out and brand that content with awesome. them themselves as well. So that's something you're interested in, then I'm, I'm interested in.
0: So, so Chivo, where, where can people find you out there on the social media? Give us give us some names, handles.
2: Um, I stick to two things. Um, SoCal Lifestyle TV is me, and you'll see pictures of me. It's no mystery, um, but really it's my name, and my name has cursed me in it's cursed me and helped me in a lot of ways. There's not a lot of people with my last name. It's Graneman, so I use I use my full name, Jason Graneman. Um, there's only like three people in the U.S. with the name Jason Graneman, so it's easy to locate me if you know how to spell my last name, um, and you'll see a lot of my film work come up. if You just Google me, you know, IMDb and things of that nature. So just know that you're on the right path if you can spell my name correctly. You know, um, other than that. Uh, again, I keep it simple. So if you see my photograph once and you see it again, you know it's me. My last name is unique enough that if you see it once, you know it's me. Again, so let's spell it for people. How do you spell it? Uh, G like George, R, A, N like Nancy, N like Nancy, E like Edward, M like Mary, A like Apple, N like Nancy.
1: I mean, it's pretty phonetic other than the ep- two Ns. Somebody might not know you had two ends. Yeah, and,
2: you know, with the help of Google, you'll yeah. figure it out.
1: <laughs> so what's one tip that you could give the listeners as far as like a way that right away they can find more time you said that that's what american sales Monsters, you know there to it do is. so
2: um, so you have to um first look at what you're doing that is producing a result that you're happy with um and why does it produce the result and again keep this thing simple right so um, give me an industry that you guys are familiar with and, and, and real you, estate. So real estate. Cool. Um, so if you're getting listings out of doing an open house or buyers out of doing an open house, well, why does that work? Now, keep in mind, if you're doing open houses and you're, you're, it's not, it's not giving you any edge to sell the home and you're not getting any new buyers out of sitting there for four hours on a Saturday, then that's also something you need to look at. That should be eliminated. Because if you're just not good at it, which is fine, the other girl in your office might be doing open houses and they might pick up two buyer leads every time they do one. Mm -hmm. And you go out for eight weeks and do this and you're like, I never get anybody. Well, maybe you just aren't good at engaging people on that platform. So the time you spend doing that, but then you come over to social media and you're real chatty at getting people to respond to you on social media, then maybe that four hours should be spent on social media maybe even at that open house like maybe what you're doing is on the right track but what you're while you're doing it is ineffective so if your social media is great then do more of it talk about your open house talk about what you do talk about why it's beneficial to me watching why do I need to watch this right now what's it going to do for me
0: have you considered getting your real estate license <laughs> <laughs> some good feedback right here that's Rita right I've there. Yet to, I've you yet just, to see. You just met Rita. Rita? Have you ever met Rita? <laughs> I think I just did. <laughs> did you? Recruiting what that is. He'll yeah. fill you in on I'm, that later, I'll, I'll, I'll But, but no, that, that's awesome because I've yet to see um, very few open houses that people go live or or just start documenting with people there. Maybe they're embarrassed or they think it's weird, but... I think that's a pretty good idea, man. You're so sitting
2: around open house. You're gonna see a lot more of that now floating in. Well, yeah. Why not talk about the house? Yeah. And you, what you're gonna talk about it for a minute, throw it up on Instagram or do it live, and then you think you're you're done. Yeah. And, and here's what I do see when people do the open house tours. Here's the big mistake I think people make. They walk the whole house. Yeah. Okay, you're sitting there for how long? Mm-hmm. Four hours? Mm-hmm. And you're walking the whole house, cramming it in into a couple minutes and right. telling me, oh, it's a great house, blah, blah, blah.
1: There's also no, like, mystique left. Like,
2: no. let me come and go see the you rest of the house. just gave me the whole right? thing. Why come down there? Well, if it's got a pool, go we'll talk about that. In fact, go get in it. Oh, shit. I go like get that. in the pool. Damn. Right? And then tell me how great this pool feels That's because now you're idea. experiencing the in pool. In a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be savage. Right. Keep that suit or that dress for that occasion. So yeah, and you get in the damn thing. That will grab people's attention. You go live, and you're you going to see a, a lot of right realtors
0: dive in the pool. Boom,
2: dive in that pool. Tell me, this is where I'd rather be. I wouldn't want to be anyplace else right dude, now. This great. Dude, Don't show me the whole house. Show is me the beast. pool. This and is then, beast. Then, then, what? An that. hour later, show me what the master bedroom looks like and why I want to come home and do nothing but go to bed in that master bedroom. Right? How great the closet is. Dude, you got dude. four hours. That should be, you know, on a four-bedroom house, maybe with a den, wood floors, whatever, big or small, doesn't matter. You have four hours, you should have, I could have ten different videos talking about the house.
1: So Uh, let me deconstruct what you said and make sure I got it right. But essentially, the way to find more time is to find something you're strong at, find something that's not giving you results you want, and then redistribute the time. Swap them.
2: Do more of that. And it's not always about reinventing the wheel, right? Open house may not work for you. Well, figure out a way to make it work for you.
0: Well said, man. Awesome words of wisdom. So, uh, share with our listeners three positive habits, must-dos every day or every week that, that you definitely abide by.
2: All right. So, number one, music. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It's already gone. Music. So if you're tired or it feels like a Monday to you and it's really a Wednesday, whatever, uh, turn on music that you know makes you feel better, that can get you, and whatever it is for you, right? For me, well, I jump in the car and I'm heading somewhere, it's Monster Magnet, you know? and when I'm, I got my mom in the car, it's not Monster Magnet. <laughs> but when I'm in my car and I'm heading to, like when I was coming here, I was listening to Monster Magnet on my way here. Because it puts me in that mind frame That's of cool. like, you know, I'm on, let's do it, right? Um, number two, um, something I do talk about at the end of my book, um, inspiration boards. If you're familiar with vision boards, mm-hmm. well, in my book, I basically tell you, throw the vision board out the window, do an inspiration board, because what you're missing out on is when you move out into your day, if your vision board, and if for people that have used them, um, if it's pasted with pictures of things that you want remember the boat the yacht the the big house the ferrari all that stuff all of those items are all on the other side the equal sign. so if i'm going out the door thinking yeah that's the stuff i really want then i don't know how i'm gonna get there what's inspiring me to get out the door right now well said. right my son you know the people that i love Um, Maybe it's debt. Maybe you're inspired to go out there and earn money to get out of some debt Mm -hmm. that you have lingering over you, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Whatever it is, you need to go out the door inspired, not motivated. And I do actually a whole talk on motivation versus inspiration. And you've got to have inspiration. That's your long term. Motivation is your short term. Well said. So that would be number two. Um, Number three uh, I make sure that I don't engage in any conflicting or negative conversations throughout my day. So when people, and I tell the people, I, in fact, I make sure I say it to people. You might think I'm a little arrogant when they hear me say it. When someone's like, I'm having a bad day, I'm having a shitty day, this, this, oh, you know, they're frustrated. I make sure I say verbally I don't have any bad days. And the reason I say it verbally is so I can hear myself say mm-hmm. it. So I'm never interrupted. By negativity, and if somebody's going to engage me with a negative scenario, if I can't spin it positively, I exit the conversation. I don't live inside that, and I make a. Yeah, you have to be very conscious about it Mm -hmm. because people can go to negative so quick. Well, if I can't help you, I'll I'll try to help you with your situation because I'm trying to share positive on it. But if I can't, I'm gone. It's not me being rude. It's that. It's. Unfortunately, it's not my problem. It is what it is. Man. If I can't help you, yeah. I don't need to be there because I don't need to wear that negativity. Yeah, man. So Keep keep, keep the monkey on your back,
0: man. I like that. Right. So music, inspiration, no negative vibes, man. Yeah. Good vibes only. Yep. Mr. Jason Granaman, a.k.a. Chivo, bringing the fire. I'm so grateful to have met you and for you to have made the trip and the uh, uh, travels to our studio here. At all mindset Orange County. Thank you. I'm
2: very privileged to be here, guys. The man, the
0: people's advisor. Thank you you so much, man. Yeah, we got a huge, awesome weekend coming up. You guys, be safe and, of course, plug in some Monster Magnet, Wall of Fire, man. You can't go wrong with this.
2: Right.